Man, that was really lucky. You ever hear the term, you make your own luck? Well, now I have. It's mostly true. Welcome to today's process. The platform protects. Stand up, push forward. Let's light a lantern. How does the husband creator escape the current understory that he is in while still having a marriage that not just survives, but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory covers everything, and we are surrounded by monsters and bandits. My name is Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer, and we will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband creators? Those of you who are in the understory against your will and those of you who are in the understory on purpose. Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. I have returned from the understory myself with a slight dip into the underworld. So if you're following the podcast, you will notice that there were two full days without a podcast episode. Um, That is one day is by accident and one day is not by accident. So if you, uh, I will just, I will go for a brief overview of the strategy of the podcast. So year one, we have a three-year plan. Okay. And year one of the plan is, uh, 365 podcasts in 365 days. You can make them up. Um, you can miss days, however you want to do it. That's fine. Year two that we accomplish that goal. Year two is 365 podcasts in 365 days, no makeups, but you can do it whenever you want during the day, as long as you upload it by midnight on either your, um, main, uh, whichever your main, main uh, distributor is in that case, mine is simplecast.com uh, or your backup. So if you, which is odyssey.com for me. So, which is my deep platform insurance. So for, um, Simplecast, if like, say for like three days ago, I've, I've for whatever reason, the upload didn't take, then um, as long as it was uploaded on the backup between those two platforms, you have the episode, then that counts. And then Year three is 365 episodes and 365 days, uh, same time every day. Okay. And so year one is in the books. We, we already accomplished that. So now we're on year two. It's like 75 hard though. If you miss a day, you've got to start over. So we were at about four months and uh, we missed a day. Now I'll probably do another podcast episode about why that happened. It doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is for the moment is that we missed. And so now we must start over. So it is... September 28th, 2021, and we are starting over. And it's, it's interesting timing because um, we have discovered through our 502 episodes, 501 episodes, that our are sort of the person that we help, the person that the, the tribe that we're going to build, the the group we're going to bring together is consists of husband creators. Now, husband creator typically has... Uh, two components in there, the husband entrepreneur and the husband artist. Now, some would say that it is the failed husband entrepreneur and it is the failed husband artist uh, that will comprise that group. Uh, And failure is always momentary, by the way. And if your failure only exists, if you're not in a process. So step one is to understand that you are in a process. Step two, though, of that process, we're going to talk about uh, step two. What is step two after the process? We're going to talk about here in a second. Now, Um, so basically, so yeah, so we're starting over and the interesting thing is, is that some of you might, here's a, here's a litmus test for you to know where you are. All right. 
if, for example, you, you, you make a mistake, which I did. And day one uh, of the break was after four months, you can really say to yourself, I blew four months of work. Okay. You're like, oh man, four months of work and you can go in the tank and then you can start to engage your, you can downshift to your bad habits. See, when you get stressed out, typically what happens is that you downshift to two things. You downshift to your core habits, core habit one, your core good habits and core habit two, your core bad habits. These are things that are so ingrained in you. These are habits that you have done so much through your entire life that they're not really even habits anymore. They're just part of who you are. And when you get under stress, you're going to your your you know all your highfalutin sort of complex things that you do that require a lot of steps that are relatively new. And by relatively new, I mean that you haven't been doing for over three years. Uh, those are going to go right out the window, and you're going to downshift to your core fundamental habits. And if your core fundamental habits aren't good enough to handle the stress, then you start to medicate or compensate or procrastinate with your core bad habits. So part of the process, part of the key process is making sure that we engage and develop and lay down core. Some people call them keystone habits. Just, I just call them your core habits, right? And those are a requirement. And we're going to talk about one of your core habits today, which is the platform. So that's what happened to me is that I was getting super stressed out. I downshifted to uh, my core habits and Apparently, um, two things occurred that I crossed into the underworld of stress and two things occurred. One is that the, the building the platform or the platform itself is not yet a core habit, right? I haven't been doing it for the three years that's required. I've, I, it's pretty ingrained, but it's not a core habit. And then also I engaged a, a, a bad habit. Right. So which is the, the, the your core bad habits never go away. And that's why it's so critically important to make sure that you are able to come up with coping mechanisms that engage away from those. Right. So, so that's what happened. And so I just basically bonked. Um, the, the platform was not built enough as a core habit to be able to endure the bonk. And I downshifted to some bad habits. So there you go. That was day one. Day two was I took a step back and I was like, all right, do I just jump back in? Do I just jump back into what happened? And I just went through my, and I and just immediately start going again. I went through my process and my process is review, reframe, restart. And so I went through a review. I was like, all right, well, where are we at? And we are, we are not where we at. We are not where we at. Okay. We talk English. We are not where we are at with regards to where we want to be with the size of our business. Right. We're just, there's a deep frustration at the moment. And the deep frustration at the moment is that we are, we are still at the behest of others with regards to where our money comes from. Still working part-time, still have a, a large portion, a large portion of, um, of the income is from the help game, not the surf game. And, uh, we're still, that's actually not true. The third thing was, I felt like we were still wandering around with regards to what we were doing. Right. And so I sat back and I reviewed all that. And I came to the conclusion of this, that we're not wandering around to what we're doing at all. In fact, um, we're, we're, we've hit that sort of, you know, you're digging for the gold and the treasure and you're getting through all the sand and the sand's running back into the hole that you're digging. Cause that's what sand does. It's not like dirt. You know, it's just like, it's always running in there and then you go thunk and you hit the treasure. Right. And the treasure for us is 
are, do we have not, do we have not just the platform, which we're going to talk about in a second, but do we have the foundational pieces of what, what's going to go in there? And that is, we do, we have, we have the three places, which is the creative clearing, the understory and the hill. We have the, who we're helping, which is the husband creators, right? Which consists of, consists of, um, there are actually three people in there. There's your husband entrepreneurs, your husband artists, and then your husband creators who are stuck in the middle of those two places who aren't, aren't really definable other than being the husband creators who don't, who don't know which direction to go. They don't know if they should go into the husband entrepreneur side. They don't know if they should go in the husband artist side. They're caught between. And the reason why I know they're caught between is because they'd already be, they'd already be sucked up into one of the, the ecosystems that's out there. When I did the fringe festival, you know, everyone that was a, a married, that was a husband was in the fringe festival. They were, they were, they had defined themselves with their identity as an artist. And the fringe festival was one of the places that where that they, um, they were in that place because they were like, I'm an artist and, and this is something that artists do. Right. So they didn't have an identity problem. I wasn't there as a defined as an artist because I was, I didn't have, I, I was a creative person, but I had, I didn't quite understand or know where to put that because I never was, I was never creative enough. I shouldn't say that I was never captured by anything. So I never was like, learn the guitar and to become a musician. Or I never was like, I'm a writer. And so I like wrote a bunch of stuff. It's, I was, I was, I was almost too creative, meaning that there was, there was anything that I could be creative in fed me. And so I was kind of adrift a little bit. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, and then, but then I was like, well, I'll try this. And it was awesome, but I don't, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a tour and join the circus and do one man shows all the time. I don't want to be a comedian. I don't like none of those things, those lifestyles, none of those things appealed to me because all those things, let me let you in on a little secret. All those things destroy your family. I saw, I, I, I bought a, um, a workshop. This is early too, before, you know, everyone did workshops and everything like that on a comedian. And, and cause it, cause comedy interested me, um, cause it's the spoken word and it interests me. I've come to determine though that I'm the anti-comedian um, because the comedians talk about um, what is a comedian talks about what is, and they, they make you laugh by seeing the truth of what is right. I'm more interested in what can be. And so that's why comedians can be very dark and they can be very, um, they can be very acerbic and they can be very tough on people because what is, you know, we live in a fallen world. It is an ugly place. And so we have all of these, these veils of familiarity that are over our eyes. We have all these illusions that are cast over us by the powers that be. We have all these, these rationalizations that we buy into. And what comedians do is they help pull away the curtain. They help, they help say like, this is the man behind the curtain. And they do that with humor and it makes it a little safer. So we all laugh, but it is a dark, you know, comedians have a lot of demons because they're dealing in darkness all the time because the world is a dark place. So I don't really have an interest in doing that. I have an interest in more what, what can be right. And so, but anyways, but in this, in this, um, in this workshop that this guy did, he, he said, don't, you know, if you're a man, don't get married and don't have kids because you're, you're not going to be able to become successful. You have to sacrifice your wife and your kids or a wife and a kids for your quote, your art. And, I don't think that's necessary. And I think actually it's counterproductive, not for comedians because they live a life of darkness. 
<laughs> even though it seems like they live a light of life, a life of light. But if you ever know any comedians, they're all very dark people. And that's because they deal in the truth of what is. And it grinds them down, just like every criminal defense attorney I know ends up being, you know, very ground down. Why? Well, because they deal in the darkness of life all the time. Same with prosecutors. It's just a different, different type of darkness for them. Anytime that you're dealing only in the world, the world will grind you down because it is bigger and darker and just, it never ends. It's like the mail. It never stops. So I didn't really have any interest in doing that <laughs> being a comedian or, or touring or any of that. So that, so I was a little bit like, didn't really belong there. And it's the same thing with regards to the, I had the same experience with the entrepreneur side of things. Right. So for the entrepreneurship side is, you know, I never had, I never had a lemonade stand. I never mowed lawns. I never, it's not because I didn't, couldn't do those things. Just, I just didn't, the, the chess side of the business never, never interested me. It just, just, it just, yes, I, you know, I would like to make money, but as soon as I would make enough money to pay all my bills, then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. Like I, I would go and kind of wander around in my creative pursuits, whatever they were at the moment. Right. And so the key then is, is that, so if you don't, if you have a problem existing in either pole, if you can't define yourself as either pole, right. I am neither the husband entrepreneur nor the husband artist. I'm a husband creator, but that doesn't, that's not a thing. Like that's, that's, that's just you. You know, some people would say that that's just you wandering around, um, refusing to commit, being afraid to commit <laughs> to anything. That's actually not it. It's, it's not being fearful of committing. It's not knowing part of it is even not knowing how to commit. Right. The other part of it is that there's not a requirement for you to commit. And, um, at least in your mind, right? Cause you're fed, you're fed by your little entrepreneurial successes. You're fed by your successes in your art, right? And like the writing the book and in the, in the, um, in the, you know, doing your one man show or, or whatever your train set, whatever your passion is, right? I don't have a train set, but you probably have one, something like it. Okay. And the thing is, is that, that, that that's why the high, the higher level of, you know, high IQ elite level marketing world, I understood it, but it's not a fit for me. That's why the fringe festival, I understood it, but not a fit for me. So then what do I do? Well, pretty simple. The first commitment you make is to your family and you understand that through your family, through your, your wife and your kids, through the classic American family is that all the lessons in life that you'll ever need and all that you ever need to be fulfilled by, um, are there by the responsibility of that. It's almost like the anti, it's like the anti joining the circus. So you're like, all right, we're going to root down in the family into the family. All right. But we don't, but we need to provide for that family. Don't, we don't want to be broke. Okay. But the good news is, is that you possess something. If you're in the space in between, then you can actually go to both worlds. And this is why that's important. Your husband artist, right? Your person who knows that they want to be a playwright or the person that knows that they want to be a novelist or the person that they knows um, that they know, you know, that they want to be a comedian or whatever it is. All right. That person is um, blessed in one way, but cursed in another. Their blessing is, is that they, they just know that that's what they want to be. The curse of that, however, though, is that the chance of making money creatively is effectively zero. 
um, number one. Number two is that it's almost impossible to look at a successful creative person and be able to replicate their success because of the wider effect, which I talk about in my book, Creative Clearing, The Husband Entrepreneur's Guide to Escape the 9 to 5. So if you can't replicate anyone's success, then you just are throwing darts at the wall and you're just hoping. And then you just get ground down. And then when you're in your fifties and sixties, you're like, you wonder what it, you wonder what is because your, your art isn't enough. Your art is not enough to sustain you when you're old because the creative spark is, it's a young man's game in some respect is that you're at your height of your creativity when you're like 27. All right. So, so when I've, I've, I've seen, I see, I'm starting to see a whole group of people age into that phase and it creates bitterness and resentment and nihilism and, and just a lost group of people. Then on on the flip side of that, on the husband entrepreneur side, it's like, okay, so like you can be successful in business, but there's a whole group of that group that's lost. And the reason why they're lost is because they're not being fed just as if the husband artists are not being fed literally because they have no money, but they're, they're, they're being fed plenty by, they're being fed plenty by um, their art, <clears throat> the husband entrepreneurs are being fled, fed plenty by their businesses, but they're dying inside because they are creatives and they don't have the artist's side. And they hate their businesses because at the end of the day, they're just doing widgets. And both sides looks at the other side, other side wistfully. Your husband entrepreneur looks at the man who does the one man show and, and, you know, does plays and all that and lives in that world with all the other creatives. And he, and he looks at that world wistfully. The husband, the husband artist, you know, is doing all the art and doing all those things, but he looks at the husband entrepreneur who has a house and he has, you know, whatever he wants and, and he's not stressed about money and he knows he's going to retire. And he looks at that person wistfully, but neither of them are being fed truly fed for what they need because they're incomplete. And the answer always lies in the opposite pole. So what's interesting about what's interesting about me is that I'm stuck between those two. I'm always stuck between those two places, right? I wistfully look at the husband artist who knows what he's doing and he's just committed to one thing. And then I, then I look to my left and then I look to my right and I wistfully look at the husband entrepreneur um, who has money, but then, you know, and, and has all the stuff that he needs. It just depends on where I'm at in the day. And a good portion of my life has been spent bouncing and ping ponging back and forth between those two poles. And so with brief moments of happiness, there's a line in my one man show and I, I can't remember what it is, but basically it, it is very eloquent and puts forth that concept. <laughs> I'll have to go look it up or go, go watch the show again. And so, and the funny thing about that is that when you create things, you will create things that you won't even know how they're applicable until sometime, some point in the future. That's just the nature of your, your subconscious and how your creative power knows those things before you do. So where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us, it leaves us with a choice. Do we commit to one thing and abandon the other because of responsibility? Do we say, all right, well, I lean more towards business, so I'm going to abandon my creative pursuits. 
And then that is just a price to pay to live a life of quiet desperation. At the end, I just will say, well, what's what if? Or do I abandon that and I embrace, go join the circus and embrace a life of creativity and I'm fed that way. But then I have to manage, I have to manage a life of, of economic, economic destruction and sentence my wife and my children to that. And so most men, most men, I would say what they do is they default to the husband entrepreneur side and they just give up on their personal, their personal creativity goals. And they try to deal with the resentment and not, not displace it to their wife and children for that. I don't like either of those choices. So we're going to make our own place. And that place is here. That place is the understory lawyer. It consists of the creative clearing, the hill, and the understory. You see, there must be a place for you to live in all three of those locations and have it be in one integrated universe. Most people just choose to live in one of those three places and never leave because they're safe. And all three of them require battles with monsters and bandits. So we're going to integrate everything into the husband creator. The husband creator is one. The husband creator is one place of the three, right? I would say we're going to integrate those things into the end of story ranger. That's a better way of saying it. It's an archetype, but we're going to add a little of the archetype. That's a great thing about archetypes is that they're all income. They can encompass everything. So the reason why I took a couple of days was one was I downshifted to my bad habits. Cause I was, I was really struggling with who am I talking to? Right. And I'm really talking to three people, right? I'm only talking to one person, right? And it's the misfit. It's the person who, the person who has either been swept up into the entrepreneurial side and longs for the art side. It's the person who has been swept up into the art side and longs for the entrepreneurial side. Or it's the person in the middle who's been swept up to neither because he, he is ping pongs back and forth. And, and that person is the husband creator. They don't, they just don't fit in any of those things. And so they, so they struggle and they struggle because they know they're smart enough. They know they work hard enough, but they can't get any traction anywhere because they ping pong back and forth. They have this weird collection of skills where they're creative enough, but they're not like an Uber creative. They're, they have enough entrepreneurial skill, business skill to where they're skilled enough, but they're just not skilled enough to go into orbit yet. Or they are one of the poles and, and is having the, having the challenge of they're not being fed. It's the man who's not being fed by what he's doing. That's, that's the avatar of the show. Because you're not being fed because of one of those three reasons. You're either an entrepreneur who's not being creative enough, you're either an artist who's not being entrepreneurial enough, or you're stuck in the middle. It's the man who's not being fed. But he knows that he can be. I've had a couple of interesting experiences that we're going to talk about on the podcast over the next couple of days, but here's, here's what you need to know. And here's the philosophy 
the philosophy is really there's two two beginning steps for you. One, you have to understand that this is a process. That's how I can commit to a three year plan for the for the podcast, and how I don't get upset, too upset when I blow four months of work. And below four months of work, just missed just missed my target. Why? Well, I just told you why. It's like getting a black belt. If you really, really want a black belt, it doesn't really bother you that it takes anywhere from five to seven years to get it. That's why long four people that really want a black belt go through long four. It's the weed people out. I never really wanted a black belt, so it didn't interest me. That's why I don't have one. But this interests me way more than that is the idea to be integrated and to be able to be both economically successful and to be able to practice my art. I'm not willing to sacrifice one part of my life for the other. I'm willing to bet on myself and it's a big bet because your wife is going to get really pissed off at you if you don't pull it off. (laughs) Your kids are going to live a different life if you don't pull it off. And some would say that they would then sacrifice that and they go to the the safe financial side. I understand that. But you don't serve your children by doing that. Because then what do you teach them? They'll just do the same thing. How are you going to teach them to be integrated if you can't be integrated yourself? How are you going to teach them to be able to support themselves financially, but also if they have a creative side to not wither on the vine by denying it? You won't. And so then they will be, you you will, you will place upon them the curse of wandering in the understory and not knowing. That's why, that's why curses are generational, my friend. So you owe it to your children to figure this out. And I am going to help you. Because the first weapon is clarity. If you are clear, then you don't wander around in the understory and you don't lose time. You can get momentum on things. Why do you think, why do you think I wandered around in the understory the last couple of days and slipped in the underworld for a little bit? It's because I wasn't clear. That's the purpose of the podcast. That's the purpose of the platform. Step one is you have to realize that it's a process. All right, cool. That's why I'm not super stressed out. Just don't, we start over for, for goal two, for year two, we're starting over. I already have that down. I understand it's a process. It doesn't bother me. But then number two is build a platform. You must build a platform. When you think about the classic American business, you think about, think about a small Western town, right? Or think about, think about like a native American village. Okay. If you want to go way deep in the classic American business, right? Everyone had their place. So if you were to the drugstore, People came to your people came to the drugstore. They're like, okay, I'm going to the drugstore. I'm talking to the drugstore. If you were the priest of the church, people would go to the church. You had a home field that people went to. And when they walked into your place, to your plot, that was your idea of the platform. When they walked to your place, they would deal with you based upon your place. And it was safe for them and it was safe for you. And they would listen to you based upon you know where you were. If you went to the drugstore, the druggist would tell you, "Yes, you need to get some leeches and suck blood out of here, and 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 take this opium because it's to give it to your kids." <laughs> like whatever their understanding was at the time. Okay. If you went to the church, then the priest 
probably give you like super fire and brimstone, right? It's just, but that was at least you knew where you were going was safe, which was the platform. So my first step is to get you to understand this is a process. My second step is to get you to understand you have to build a platform. Now, does it have to be a podcasting platform where you do every single day? No, none of you are going to do that. You're not, you're on, no one's going to do that. Do you know how I know that? Because there's, there's, there's no one that does an everyday podcast continually. I see a lot of podcasts that burn out. I see a lot of podcasts that do a lot, but the reason why is why I just told you is because they engage their creative side and they don't get fed because the podcast doesn't go to where they want it to go. And then once they integrate the economic side, then they're like, oh, this is working. And then they forget about the creative side and they forget about their podcast. They go, do this too much work, too much time. But you have to have a platform of some kind to make it safe for you. And so that you're not going onto other people's platforms and trying to figure it out. So where we're going from here now is since I understand the avatar, I understand the locations, I understand that it's a process. It's now time to build a platform. And I think part of the, part of the going into the underworld the last day or two was, am I, do I really believe what I'm saying? Right. Because we all have those moments of doubts. So we all have the dark nights. And I do. I just told you why. I am not willing to sacrifice one part of my life for security. I'm not willing to sacrifice the other part of my life for the ethereal benefits of art. But if I can bring those two things together and make money and be creative, that is a gift to my children. Otherwise, I, I, I pass the risk on to them and they're going to have to figure it out. And believe me, I do not want my children to go to the places that I have gone. There are things you can never unsee. There are things you can never undo. And although I know they will both be strong, I do not want them to be forced to live with those things. Now, they'll have their own version of things, I'm sure. But I do not want them to be repetitions, generational repetition. There's no growth in that. There's a lineage growth just as much as there's a personal growth. And one of the reasons to have children is to pass on to them the lessons that you have learned and your forefathers have learned so that they learn new lessons and so that their lives are better and their children's lives are better. And so I'm unwilling to sacrifice, I'm unwilling to sacrifice myself either side of that from the entrepreneurial to the artist side, but I'm also unwilling to pass those risks to my children because they're going to have to figure it out because they're my children. They both are creative. I can see it already. So I owe it to them to figure this out. Step one is the process. Step two is build the platform. So that's what we're going to do. You don't need to know about step three yet. You're not there yet. You don't have a platform and you don't have a process. So let's focus on those two things. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and just simply write down, am I willing to sacrifice one part of my life so that I can have another? Or am I brave enough to go into the understory and have it all? And just remember, there is no end if you've seen the path of understanding. 
All right, husband creators. I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand, a place to make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex or crypto, but I cannot help you if you do not raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insight and innovations. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. The path of understanding does not end, but that does not mean that you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.